dispatch to all units. This is a third alarm. Switch to the TAC channel. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the TAC channel. I'm your host, Heath Meredith. This is the Third Alarm Cowboys podcast. Guys, normally I'd give you the full-on intro and kind of tell you a little bit about ourselves and tell you basically what this podcast is all about, but um, this episode is going to be a little bit different. It's going to jump right into the shit. If you uh, if you have uh, kids you know, and everything listening, this might not be the episode that you want to have them around because... Uh, this episode is truly going to come from my heart, and there may be a little bit of language that, that little ones don't need to hear. So I'm just going to dive right in and, and get with it. Um, on the last episode, I talked about some of the current situations going on in my life and everything with my career and all that sort of stuff that was going on. And I didn't want to get too in-depth in it because I was still still basically in the middle of it, but... I'm going to give you all a lowdown now and explain what was going on. So for the last couple of years, I've been working on the industrial side, industrial fire service, working uh, in the plants as an industrial firefighter, doing a little bit of safety stuff and all that. And it's been a, a big change for municipal firefighting and, uh, you know, re- responding to house fires and all that. Industrial is a completely different ball game. And basically, I have learned that it truly is a completely different ball ballgame. Um, so just to fill everybody in, pretty much... The deal was I was working for a contract company. They, at the end of last year, the plant that I was working for decided to uh, not renew the contract with the company that I was working for and transition into full-time positions uh, with full-time firefighters that work specifically for the plant. And to be perfectly honest, uh, the entire time that I was going through that process, I was being told that you know I was solid, would have a job. The fire chief that worked directly for the plant basically said that I would be good and this, that, and the other. Well, when it all came down to it in the last about six weeks or so, he ended up not pushing through and not holding to his word on all that. And pretty much all the hard work I'd put in, all the work I'd done from him, all the special projects and helping him fix all the issues that were going on within the plan, all that shit didn't mean a fucking thing. And I basically got thrown to the wolves and <laughs> now it's a, uh, it's a totally different ball game. So End up not getting the position that I was promised. And so, you know, just like all of you that have been through it, you know, whenever you make a decision and you draw a line in the sand, like I talk about, sometimes that puts your ass out on the ground without a job. And that's currently where I am. Uh, it's It's been kind of a blessing uh, looking at everything now because I'm not going to have to deal with point blank of what that individual is going to put some of the people that's working uh, working for him through, I uh, I saw some true colors come out in the last couple of weeks that I was working working for that fire chief, and he was not at all what he put on to be. Uh, and you know, a lot of us have talked about that that people will make promises and try to try to use you and try to get their way in. They they build a camaraderie with you. They earn your trust. They do all this stuff, and then at the end of the day, they're just out for themselves. And you know, where I'm going to go with this episode is I'm going to explain to y'all basically who I am, some of the things that that I, I'll be point blank, I, I asked why I didn't get a position. After all the hard work I had put in, all of the, you know, trust that I had put out, I was very well known within that plant of being a straight shooter, honest, dependable, hard worker, all the shit that you basically truly expect people to be. I had multiple references from supervisors within the plant 
and it just all came down to one dude's opinion. And I, I, there's a lot of different things that I think possibly it could have been, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go off of what he specifically said to me when I asked for my feedback as to you know why I didn't get the position. And it's taken me a little bit of time. That's that's been about a week ago now. Uh, I've been off for a few days. Went and got to enjoy some time with my wife for our two year anniversary, and just kind of getting caught up on some of the shit that I've neglected at home. And a lot of you, you know. We're the world's worst about as firefighters about trying to fulfill the needs of the department, you know, whether it's overtime, whether it's training, whether it's the qualifications to get the next promotion, all this different stuff. And the bottom line is, is we neglect a lot of shit in our personal lives. We neglect shit at home. We're all guilty of it. You know, when you're you're thinking you got that carrot getting dangled in front of your face at work and you're thinking something is gonna go a certain direction. And you just flat ass don't have enough energy or enough time in the day to tend to the things that need to be tended to, whether it's at home in your relationships or at home honeydews, you know, mowing the yard, fixing the shit around the house, all that kind of stuff. It gets neglected. And bottom line is one of the biggest lessons that I've learned throughout my career is you will get burned. You These people will promise you shit. You'll neglect the things that matter at home. And when in at the end of the day, you end up not getting whatever it is that they promised or or that promotion or whatever it is. And you've put out all this time. Now you're playing catch up at home. And, you know, fortunately, I have an amazing wife that's, you know, 100% supportive. She's known everything that's been said to me. She's known everything that I've gone through and all that. So she's 100% supportive and on my side and, you know, just, hey, we're going to get through it and this, that, and the other. But uh, something that really kind of, it really, to be honest, it struck a fucking nerve with me. My entire career, it, even before my career, whenever I was younger, you know, growing up, going to the fire station and being around all those guys that were friends with my dad and, and all that stuff, there was always the certain guys that people would talk about, right? So, you know, they would have the reputation of being a badass fireman. They would have a reputation of being, man, that's the most aggressive fireman in this department. That's the most aggressive captain in this department. I looked up to that. The, the rules were back then... And what you want, the the goal and reputation that you strive to get was the guy that went in when nobody else would, was the guy that, you know, you went interior until it was basically falling, the world was falling down around you and then you came out. You know, that aggressive door kicking down badass firefighter was the reputation that you wanted. And I just had a major realization throughout this process that I just went through this hiring process, I was specifically told I didn't get the job because I'm an aggressive fireman, that I'm a firefighter at heart, and that I'm too aggressive for this job. Now, mind you, since I've worked at that plant, that plant's had three major fucking fires. One of them, a, a guy that was a co-worker of me, Literally walked outside the station, saw the fire, jumped, hollered on the radio. He jumped in the truck, hauled ass up there. There was two engineers and a supervisor trapped up on a top deck. It was a, it was a lube oil fire, but it was a, a, a petroleum lube oil type shit that was burning, just nasty. For those of you that don't know anything about the uh, industrial oil, just imagine like motor oil burning, just black, nasty, super hot, can't see shit. 
an entire basically unit, a, a massive structure was on fire with this shit burning. And he runs up there, pulls those people off the deck because they were trapped. They didn't know where to go. He pulls them off. He gets the fire truck, starts pumping water on there. He starts getting everybody lined out, what they need to do, this, that, and the other. And it was all because he's aggressive. And, and I mean, I've known him since we were we were in Fire Academy together. He's 100% badass, and he is aggressive as shit. And he saved the plant. Bottom line, save the plant. And there's been several other fires in which guys that I work with is the same incident. They they ran out there, they got water on it, they you know did what they needed to do, and were firefighters, and end up saving the plant. And so for this guy to tell me that that's not what they're looking for, I was like, man, what the fuck? So I really got to thinking about it and everything, and I, I wanted to address the the issue of where we are as a mindset in the fire service, and this is going to kind of encompass a. A broad array of things, but I wanted people to truly think about this shit of where we are in a mindset of firefighters, where the community's mindset is towards us, and where a lot of these chiefs' mindsets are. And none of them are the same, okay? We have a mass fucking problem because the expectations of the job of what you you can build a 15, 20-year career thinking that you're on the right track and you're way off in somebody else's eyes. And so... The only way I know to to get this ship righted is to actually talk about it and address it. And if you're, no matter which spectrum of this that you're on, because I know this individual that I'm specifically talking about with my plan, hell, he listens to the show. Um, he was supportive of the show up until now, I'm sure. But um, we are just, no, no one is on the same mindset because everyone is out for themselves. And the problem is, is the community is the ones that are going to be, end up getting getting fucked in the deal or in that instance the plant and the company is going to be the ones getting fucked in the process and you know they think that they're getting a certain product with paying you know they pay this salary they think they're getting a certain thing and they're not and where this all kind of started snowballing for me is the other day was the last day there i was one of the last guys to actually work work the contract out in there cleaning out the gear lockers cleaning out people's people's gear lockers that I've worked with for the last two years in that facility. And, you know, this fire chief just sees them. At, they're just a number, right? They're just a number. Oh, it's just, you know, they're just a contract company. They're just a fucking number. Well, they're not. They were firefighters. Every single one of them, certified firefighter, certified EMT, worked countless fucking hours, countless, uh, insane amounts of overtime, covering this plant long hours they did we did crew change at four o'clock in the morning so people are getting up insanely early i mean it's just people have sacrificed and sacrificed and sacrificed and then at the very end of the day we're sitting there we're cleaning out our gear and i'm looking around i'm looking at all the names i know all of you have gear lockers at your stations and everybody's name is on the gear locker and you're sitting there looking at it and i'm like man i know that guy and I know his family. I know that guy. And I know his family. I know this guy. And I know his family. And all of them are kind of in the same boat I am in as far as job-wise. And you have all these families. Because that's how I look at things. That's probably my downfall when it come, comes to how I run a crew. You know, they ask you in interviews, what's your biggest weakness? Well, this is probably my biggest weakness is I don't look at a firefighter as just a person that walked in the door doing their interview, and this is Heath Meredith, this is his birthday, this is the certifications he's hold, he holds. 
when I've been on hiring panels before, I truly believe that you're hiring somebody's family. You're truly hiring that person and their family and everything that encompasses that, especially in this industry. It's one thing if you're working in a, in a damn office or something, and that's that's part of what I think the problem is with the fire services. We've gotten into this corporate America bullshit, and we've lost the sense. Everybody wants to walk around and talk brotherhood. Everybody wants to walk around and talk about how we're a family and we live together stationed, blah, 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 blah. Well, you can't do that if you're still operating with a mindset that this is corporate America. You're operating with a mindset that this is just a fucking name on an application because it's not. So when you look, you, you know, you have me walk in the door. You got me. You have my wife. You have five kids. That's just my immediate family and sacrifices that's going to that's gonna have to sacrifice for me to do this job, whether it's me being away, my wife having to tend to everything, whether it's, you know, my kids having to not have me there when it comes to birthdays, uh, graduations, ball games, you name it. I miss that shit. Every, every firefighter misses that shit. Well, you know what? Corporate America, they don't ever miss their kids' shit. They're always home. They leave at 4 o'clock. They go home. They get to coach their kids. They get to go and be at this shit and that shit when it comes to Friday and Saturday and Sunday and all that. So we are different. We're different. We miss holidays. We miss birthdays. We miss all those little things. But we do that because we care because that's our family at work that we go to take care of, right? Our kids, when we, when our kids know, well, daddy's a firefighter, they walk around their entire childhood with the fear that daddy's not coming home. Normal corporate America, yeah, kids know that their parents can die in maybe a car wreck, but the kids don't walk around with a fear that daddy can die in a fire. They don't walk around with that fear. Our kids carry that shit. Every single one of us, every single one of you that's listening to this show and you have kids and your kids know that you're a firefighter, at some point or another, when they find out what firefighting actually is, they have a deep down fear that daddy's not coming home, that mommy's not coming home. So we have that. So to me, when I'm sitting there and I'm looking at those lockers and I look at all those families that have all been impacted by one dude's decision, all those families that were impacted because that man made a promise that I'm hiring you and I'm hiring you and I'm hiring you and he didn't because he wanted to hire his buddies from somewhere else and put everybody else out on the street. Those families are affected. They've been affected, but it's even more so because that person wants to be selfish, which is sad to me. And that's happening at every damn fire department all around. We have, I saw a department that I used to work for. I'm not going to name drop, as y'all know, but I'm sure some of you could probably look it up or a lot of you listening will already know who I'm talking about. But they just recently achieved their ISO rating of one. Big deal. Okay. Cool beans. Whatever. Uh, I have my own personal opinions when it comes to the ISO shit. Fuck it. The ISO shit is just a damn feather in a cap for a fire chief. Most insurance companies don't even go off of that shit. It just looks good on a fire chief's resume, so they will literally do whatever they got to do to get that shit so they can say, well, I brought this department from an ISO of three or four to an ISO of one, and it's just a feather in their cap. It makes their resume look good. It makes them look good to their, either the city council or all that shit, but ultimately it really doesn't make that big a difference when it comes to the insurance companies. Sorry to burst everybody's bubble, but that's just the reality to it. So they just recently achieved an ISO of one. That's been about a four-year thing that they've been they've been working on there. And the chief put out, I don't know if it was, 
anyways, he put out an announcement basically thanking the people within the department or whatever for, you know, all their hard work and this, that, and the other of, of allowing them to make that that happen. The amount of overtime, I know they named off one of the guys I used to work with that he worked like an extra 100 shifts this year in order to make sure that the staffing was adequate enough for them to get the manpower check mark on um, the ISO rating shit. And I, I read that and I got to thinking. And I'm like, you know, going back to the family shit. That individual that he's thinking just recently got divorced. His wife left him. Four other people that are at that department currently in the last year have gotten divorced. Now, that department is like a 35-person uh, department, maybe a little bit more now because they're staffing a ladder truck for the ISO shit. So let's just say they're staffing maximum 45 people. And they had four of them get divorced this year. Now, I'm not saying that I know everything that goes on inside those households, but what I can say is I got divorced while I was working in that department. And one of the largest contributing factors to my divorce is the fact that when an entire shift at that department walked and I was getting forced on overtime because that chief's mentality was, well, you're not a real fireman until you've been divorced. And he, I can't tell you the amount of times he made people choose between their job and their family. I know one guy that works at that department. He's still there. His wife went into labor, and the fire chief wouldn't let him leave and said that if he wanted to keep his job, he better find coverage for himself to leave to go to the hospital. That's a real fucking story, folks. That shit's happening to this brotherhood that we're walking around talking about we have and we're a family. That's the kind of shit that's happening to people that I know. That's the kind of shit that's happening to your brothers and sisters in the fire service, no matter what rank you, because I can tell you, every single one that works at that department that's been affected by that kind of behavior, overall, all ranks, from rookie firefighter all the way up through the damn battalion chiefs, they've all dealt with that exact behavior from the fire chief, where he makes you choose your job over your family. Every day, day in, day out, that's how he behaves, that's how he conducts business. And then he goes on there and he thanks them all, basically saying, hey, I know you all got divorced, don't really give a shit. I got my ISO rating of one, so my resume looks good, but I'm going to give you all a little thank you. Didn't give them a fucking $30,000 bonus or some shit to pay for the lawyers that they've all had to come out of pocket with. But like I said, I know four people at that department currently that have gotten divorced in the last year that are working there. That's insanity. That is an outrageous percentage of people getting divorced, kids getting their lives ruined, you know, people, relationship-wise, I mean, we can get we can get emotional if y'all want to, but people's hearts and emotions and everything completely get destroyed because I don't know if any of y'all been through a divorce, but the shit ain't fun. And you got all this going on, also the fire chief can get his feather in his cap. That shit bothers me. And then when I get accused of being aggressive or they say that my personality doesn't fit because I'm aggressive and all that, it's not that I'm aggressive. I'm not... I got a three-month-old. I'm not aggressive. I'm rolling around in the floor playing with her or my little chihuahua when I'm playing with my little chihuahua. I'm not aggressive. Aggressive is grabbing people by the fucking throat and choking the shit out of them. That's aggressive. But talking with passion and talking because you truly care because I believe that this is actually a family. I believe that the fire service is a brother because I was raised around it. I know when those guys 
back in the day in the 80s and 90s when I was a kid and my dad made a phone call because he was out of town. He's like, hey, can y'all go by and check on my wife? They went by there. It's not like dad had to worry about one of them fucking my mom. No, they came by here to make sure that my mom didn't need anything. That's brotherhood. This shit we got going on is nothing but bumper stickers and fucking t-shirts. It's not a brotherhood. Yes, I have my friends. I have my friends that I can call in the middle of the night and I'm in fucking Alaska and they'll come get me because I built that. But that shit's not coming down from the fire chiefs. There's some out there, yeah. Sean Black. I had him on the show. He is one of my closest friends on this planet. I could call him and I could be in a bind anywhere and he would come get me. He could he could send me by and say, hey, go check on my wife. And I go check. Because we have that relationship. And he has crossed bugles. He is a chief. He gets it. But so many others just don't get it. They're out for themselves. And I, I don't know what we're going to have to do at this point. Everybody wants to talk about all the buzzwords and all the problems and all this, that, and the other that's going on. And we are literally, this shit is a damn high-speed train running completely out of fucking control. We have people at the at the conductors of this shit that have no, no sense of honor. They have no sense of of brotherhood and family, and I don't know if it's because they got fucking picked on as kids. I don't care. If you're going to put yourself in the seat where you are truly in control of people's lives and families' lives, you cannot like that person all day long. You could think, well, I don't like Keith. He's loud. He's, he's aggressive. You could say that all day long, but you better think, can he do his job? Yeah, he does his job great. He's a, He is a firefighter at heart. He is amazing tactically his his operate okay that's what matters how you perform on the job when the emergency happens and you're you're there for the actual reasons you're getting paid for that's when it matters just because a person talks with passion and just because a person cares and wants to try to make things better doesn't make them a bad person. I know a lot of people that they may, you know, come across as a little intense, but it's because they genuinely care. And for me, that's where I'm coming from. That's where I'm coming from with this podcast. That's where I come every day in my life. You can listen to, <laughs> listen to me and ask my poor family. I talk like this shit all the time because I genuinely care. I'm I'm tired of people not understanding the concept that when you hire a firefighter, or you have a firefighter on your crew, that is their whole family comes with them to the station. You can corporate America this shit up all you want to and say, oh, they're just a, they're just another number, but they're not. Something happens to them, you got to come off your high horse and out of that office, and you have to go do the notification to the family. That's when it's going to get real as fuck real quick for a lot of fire chiefs when they start having to actually go and face the families with the people that they fuck over because they either don't give them the training that they need to do their job adequately or they promote shitheads and put people that's their yes men in positions that you know they make ter terrible tactical decisions because they're a fucking idiot and they get their crew killed because that shit's happening everywhere too. So we have all these different instances where it just comes down to terrible leadership that doesn't give a shit about anything but themselves, and they completely forget the, about the family concept. You know, another aspect of this that I want people to think about, everybody wants to run around and talk about mental health. We're all talking about mental health, mental health, mental health all the time. You know, I see people post all the time, 
call me instead of you know doing the worst. If you're having a bad day, then call me. Yeah, that's a great gesture, and and I believe a lot of people are truly sincere when they say that. I really do. I believe that people are sincere, and I believe that people care. Well, this is the deal. We can talk about it all day long. We can say, you know, if if you're having bad thoughts, call me, whatever. But we're not getting to the root of the damn problem. We're not getting to the to the absolute base and foundation of what's causing a lot of these people to take their own lives and what's causing a lot of these people to even have the anxiety and the depression and all the issues that lead up to that point. You know, I'm going to explain why I get a really passionate and I get intense about this stuff. I don't talk about it a lot. You know, I have a little bit on the show, have an RJ on here, and, I, and some other guests that are coming up. We're going to get a little more deep into this. But like I said before, when you ride on a crew with me or you ride on that truck with me, you are my family, and I truly mean that. When someone rides on a truck with me, I'm expected to die to save them. That's what we're taught. That's, that is the sacrifice of being a firefighter. That's... That's exactly what you come into. Now, a lot of that is getting lost. But are you really going to not understand the fact? It's it's no different than the military. When the military, you know, when guys get shot, they don't leave them behind. You know, that's no man left behind. They, every branch of the military, that they have a different variation of that. They don't just leave their wounded soldier out there on the battlefield to fucking die. And they go running back to where it's safe. It's no different in the fire service. We do the same thing. If one of our guys goes down, we go in to get them. That's why we have a RIT team. That's that's what we do. But so many of people out there, I don't think that they can even do that because they can't be their own partner on the trucks, RIT team, on a day-to-day. Much less than a fucking fire when death, absolute death, is on the line. You know, we can watch the shit on TV, we can ride around and tell everybody that we're firefighters, but do we really know what that means? Because I get called all the time. Hey, what do you think about this? Hey, what would you do in this situation? And I love that. Don't get me wrong. I love giving my advice because it's different. Every situation is different. And I want to do all I can do to help every single one of you. But understand that when I say this shit, I mean it. When I tell y'all, um, I wouldn't agree with that situation and I would stand up for myself. That's exactly what I've done. I've done that my entire career. Yeah, it's caused me to have to jump on grenades for people and it's caused me to not have a job. But that's what you have to do if you want to create a change. And we're sitting over here talking about the mental illness and people, you know, I have friends of mine, close friends of mine that I've known for decades that struggle with this shit. That either they're struggling in the fire service and they can't say anything about it. You know, publicly, they can't say anything to their chief. They can't ask for time off. They can't get their shit straight. So they're literally spinning out of control. I've got, a, you know, other friends that have blown their fucking brains out because they felt like they had no value. They felt like their, you know, their job was on eggshells all the time. They felt like no matter how many lives they saved to the community of doing the actual fucking job, they could never do right by a damn fire chief. They always felt like they were on eggshells. They felt like the chief was out to get them and, and truthfully he was, but 
you know, when you can be a badass medic, you can be a badass firefighter, whatever, and you can save lives, which is what the job truly is. You can go out there and do your job in the community, but you can't come back to the fire station and be safe. I don't want to hear jack shit about it being a brotherhood or a family. Do y'all understand that? There's guys that wear the same badge as us that are killing themselves because they don't feel safe in the fucking fire station. They don't feel safe sitting next to y'all because they don't feel like they can trust anybody to tell them what the fuck is going on. They're living in chaos. I talked about that the other day. They're literally living in chaos in every aspect. And I know a lot of these guys, the safest that they feel is inside that structure fire. Because that, yes, that's chaos to most people. But for them, that's peace. Inside that fire is peace. Because they're not dealing with all the bullshit. They're not dealing with all the people that forget that they're a person. That forget that they have a family. And it literally eats them alive to the to the point where their brain becomes so toxic that they can't fucking take it anymore and they blow their fucking brains out. Or some of my friends have ended up having to get out of the fire service. They ended up, they came in super healthy, badass, kicking ass. They deal with this shit and the toxic environment of some of these departments and now they can't even be in it because now they're on some different types of medication and stuff. They have to have their routine dialed in so that their brain and the chaos doesn't doesn't make them lose their shit again and it's all because they just didn't feel valued they were another fucking number that was putting their ass on the line to die for the community and to die for you and they were getting shit on for it that's happening every single day that's happening and nobody wants to talk about it. Everybody wants to say, you know, call me when... Well, no. I'm calling you now. I'm calling you and I'm telling you now. When you see fucked up shit going on at the fire station and you see somebody getting zoned in on and you see somebody getting treated like shit for no fucking reason besides somebody just doesn't like them, then stand up for them. You know, in your own family, I got a little brother. Our entire lives, nobody picked on him but me. That's my brother. Now, I fuck him up every day of the week, but that's my brother. I'm not going to let an outsider come in and talk shit to him. I'm not going to let an outsider come in and beat him up. That's family. This shit that we're running around here with, telling somebody something, telling them that you, that, you know, acting like you're your brother and shit, and then stabbing them in the fucking back, that's not the fire service. Now, if you, you know, you want to talk about the aggressive side of me, I got asked today from a friend of mine today that just had some fuckery going on in his department. He said, what do we do? They've got, you know, people stealing and all this shit, and it's just a complete mess over there. He said, what do we do? I'm like, well, the aggressive side of me says, um, there's how many of y'all firefighters? 70, 100 of y'all? Fucking drag them some bitches out in the street and, and fucking tar and feather them. And we'll take this shit back to 150 years ago when people think twice about stealing. That's the aggressive side of me. Now, the realistic side of me that knows we can't do that shit says the firefighters need to band together. Firefighters have got to stop thinking that I'm, I've been here longer. I've got this many years of service. I deserve this promotion and that promotion and this, I need this and I need that and all this shit. Quit trying to get ahead. 
Quit trying to get ahead. When your time to promote comes, your time to promote will come. If you'll get in there and bust ass on the books and study, if that's what, if you're doing a civil service test and you'll get in there and study and do the shit right, then you'll promote. Okay? Bottom line. Quit trying to play snaky games and, well, I'm going to get this person to talk to me and this person to talk to me and then I'm going to run back and forth in between and try to manipulate and all the deceitful bullshit. Stop all that because all that does is, is completely destroys what little bit of family we have left. And yeah, you think you might deserve that promotion because you've been in three years, but no. That's bullshit. You don't. Shut the fuck up and sit down. Okay? I'm not usually that kind of guy, but damn. Some people that I'm hearing here lately that want to damn promote, y'all need to pump the brakes. You made like three fires in your career. You're not ready for to be a captain. I don't give a fuck how long you've been at that department. Okay? Sorry. That hurt your feelings. That's big brother talking to you and just telling you how it is. If y'all think that that ain't the truth, you can ask my little brother. I tell his ass straight up how <laughs> how it is on the daily. But if we're going to run around here and talk about how we're a brotherhood and we're this and we're that and we're a family, then stop acting like this shit is an office job. Stop acting like everybody's just a fucking number because it's not true. Every time you get up in the morning and you kiss your family goodbye and you you may not come back. That is a real reality. Some of us that work at, you know, worked at busier departments and made more fires, that's a, a lot bigger reality. And then some people, you know, the reality is, is a lot of you guys that work at departments that don't burn a lot, it could be even a bigger reality for you. You're just not thinking about it because you're not making the fires. But you may have an officer that had never made shit that's going to be telling you what to do. Or you may make a situation that you're not used to doing and somebody makes a bad decision. No one is exempt from the rule that this job is dangerous. Go back and listen to one of my original shows, The Reality of the Job. This shit is serious. And when you kiss your family goodbye, you need to realize and you need to get it straight in your head that you may not come back for two reasons. You may not come back because it might be your ass in a bind or you may not come back because you may have to save your partner. And that's in all aspects. If that's not your mentality, then this is not the right business for you. I'm sorry, it's not. If you're in this job for the, the good schedule or the benefits or any of that shit, then this is just not for you. It's really not because you're going to get somebody hurt. You're going to be the one that's going to think that this shit is a damn law office or you think this shit is an office job because you skated around having to make fires and this and the other and then you're going to be fucking up people. And I'm telling you, the day is coming where firefighters, our jobs are not, I mean, I've been saying it for a long time now. The community is getting involved. The community is starting to look. And when people start finding out that firefighters have all these rules and shit from chiefs, that basically they were not firefighters, they promoted through the ranks, and now they're writing policies to cover up their own cowardice. And let me explain that. When someone that didn't like fighting fire promotes into a chief role where they can then be a policy decision maker and they start writing policies saying, well, we're going to reset fires before we make interior fire operations or we're not going to make interior fire operations unless there's absolutely a victim in there. But you live in a major metropolis area where fires don't start their fucking selves. You start making those kind of little policies and it builds into the fact that bottom line is you don't want guys fighting fire because you didn't fight fire. 
I know a lot of people may not uh may not exactly like that, but the reality is 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 we have a shitload of leadership in the fire service that are completely out of touch with what is really going on. Um, you know, everything from people forgetting that that when you hire a firefighter, you're hiring their family. That is 100% the truth no matter how you cut it. That's exactly how it goes. Um, I think that the more people that would start to realize that and quit trying to I guess basically forget that fact or change that fact and try to make this more of a, of a corporate style job, an office style job where everybody's expendable and all that. People aren't expendable. When you're in a job where people are risking their lives, you're not expendable. You are to an extent of what you're willing to do, but the price to pay for that job is way more. It's not just an office job. You are truly invested. And so if you're truly invested in something, you're not just a number. And what we're doing to people is absolutely wrong. As a, as a fire service, we can sit around and talk about, you know, all the mental health and we can sit around and talk about trying to, to help people and do this, that and the other. But bottom line, until we truly take a hard look in the mirror and say, am I treating people like family or am I just treating them like a damn employee? Am I just treating them like a coworker? Because you don't know what that person's going through. And if you're treating them like shit, then they're not ever going to confide in you. And then you're going to have to face the fact that your partner shot themselves or your partner overdosed or your partner can no longer be in this business because they had to start taking medication and step away from the job that they love. And they might have been a badass. That's what a lot of people ain't realizing is the guys that carry the biggest weight. Nine times out of ten are pretty badass firemen. But they care so much that the shit drives them insane. And when it's wrong and it's toxic and it's this environment of fuck everybody I'm going to do for myself, that drives the people that do this job for the right reasons, that drives them out the door and drives them insane. I hate to use that word, but that's what's, that's what's killing us. It's not the blood and the guts and the bad calls and all that. I know that affects some people, but that's not what it is. It's the toxic environment being constantly in chaos, anxiety 24-7, being treated like you ain't shit, being treated like you're just a number, having to leave home to go to work, never being able to come home because the staffing is a fucking problem, so your home life is getting destroyed, you're getting divorced, you having to explain to your kids why they're having to live in multiple houses and all that shit, all because somebody couldn't do their job and treat people right. All because someone couldn't do their job and make sure that the department was staffed adequately. Whether it's pay, whether it's equipment, whether it's any of the a million problems that it could be a why that there's a staffing issue. That's up to you to fix if you're a chief. That is not your firefighter's problem. The staffing is on you. The firefighters don't hire people. If they did, if they hired people and got to control everything that happened on with operations and all that shit, you wouldn't have the problems. So it's on you. Your department's ability to have top-notch people that perform at a high operational level is on you. And if you're running those good, solid, tactical and operational firefighters off because you're treating them like shit and you're wrecking their home life because you don't give a fuck about their family and you can't even walk around the apparatus bay and see the butt plates on the gear and you see the damn names on the lockers and all that shit and know 
every single one of those guys' names, every single one of those guys' names, uh, their wife's name, or their husband's name, or even their kid's name, then you're the fucking problem. You do not deserve to be in that role. Just because you can balance a budget, and you can get an ISO rating of one, and you can get, you know, all your little feathers in your cap, to make your resume good, you do not deserve to be in that position. If you cannot realize what you're doing to firefighters destroys families and is causing divorces, then you do not deserve to be a fire chief. If you make promises to firefighters to gain their loyalty and gain their trust, and then you burn them, you do not deserve to be a fire chief. Bottom line. If you take your position as a chief and you use your position to enhance your own financial means through destroying the people that work for you, whether it's taking their pay, making pay cuts, making sure that their payroll is not solid and all that shit, you do not deserve to be a fire chief. And when firefighters finally get enough of this shit and you realize that it's some of these departments, it's 30 to 1 or 75 to 1 or Houston Fire Department 4,000 to 1, you're going to feel awful fucking cold. Because at the end of the day, communities love firefighters. And they expect the firefighters to run in their house when it's on fire and save their babies. And when those firefighters are done, because you don't run them all off, because you treat them like shit and you did all the things I've talked about, there won't be a spot for you. There's no need for a fire chief when there's no firefighters. There's no need for any leadership. If you're a captain... And you're too busy getting caught up in the I got a better myself game to get the next promotion, next promotion, next promotion. And you don't even know your crew. You can't see what's going on with your crew. And you can't see that they're struggling or they have this, that, or the other that they need. Or they have goals that they want to reach in their career. And you don't even know those things. You don't deserve to be an officer. Bottom line. That's the real leadership conversation that we need to be having. A lot of people aren't willing to have that because it pisses a lot of people off. And you know what? You have people that'll say, well, I'll just fire you. Okay, well, then fucking fire everybody. Because I promise you, when you got to go to city council and you don't have any damn firefighters, that's going to be your ass. And the news media will get involved, which I know a lot of people are scared to death of them, but they'll ask, where'd all the firefighters go? Well, they couldn't take this shit anymore. They couldn't take having their time and their families ripped away from them for no reason. So that's something I want everybody to think about. I know that's a little more intense of a show. That's a little more hardcore of a show. Um, not so much in the teaching manner, but just flat ass telling y'all how it is. Because I've literally been between my own personal shit that's been happening the last couple of weeks. And then I've been reached out to by a shitload of y'all in the last two weeks, which is awesome. I'm not saying anything bad about that. I love hearing from y'all. But when I see department after department after department after department having the same problems, only thing that changes is a patch in the name of the chief, but everybody's having the same problems, I am not the solution. We are the solution. Real firefighters stepping up, protecting each other in the stations, protecting each other in fires, protecting each other 24-7, and being truthful and honest, we are the solution. You're never going to kiss a chief's ass enough to make him do right. 
You're never going to do it. You're not going to fucking do it. And people need to get that shit through their head that no matter what you do to try to make that chief have the warm and fuzzies, if he's not doing right by you before you kiss his ass, he's damn sure not going to do right by you after you kiss his ass. That is not a method for solving the problem. Because in the meantime, our brothers and sisters are dying. Now's the time to get serious. Now's the time to start having those real conversations amongst your crews. Now's the time to start having a real conversation with yourself, with your spouse. Start getting your shit in line. If you're one of these guys that can't, you know, you have to literally take the abuse and work the shitloads of overtime because you're financially unstable, then start getting your shit in line. You don't need that high-dollar house. At no point in the Bible does it say that you're going to have a fucking mansion and a pension and a side-by-side and a boat and all this other bullshit that firemen buy. No, it tells you to be courageous and do the right thing in the Bible. So it's time to start doing that. That's what you want to do. America's bravest. Firefighters are America's bravest. That means having courage even when you're in fear. That means having courage when the whole world is against you. That is what that is. And if it's financial constraints, then you need to start looking at that anyway because look at what's going on in the United States. Inflation, money, China, all this other shit. Get out of Facebook. Stop looking at Facebook. I'm, I don't want to go off on that rant, but people need to start getting educated and look at what's going on in the fucking world. We got France doing damn... They're revolting in France. They're starting to revolt in damn England. We got shit going on in the United States. China's starting to take over. I mean, there is shit happening all over the world. And our dollar is crumbling as we speak. So all your financial shit and all the debt that you have anyway, you better start offloading it and start getting serious about your damn money and figuring out what you're going to do to be able to feed your family for when everything doesn't look good. I'm not going to be one of those major doomsday thing on this show because I want this to be about family. I want this to be about firefighters in this episode. But people... Y'all have got to start getting your finances in order. If you have to literally work seven days a fucking week at a fire station to pay your bills and you're still living check to check, wake up. It's not healthy. It's You can't sustain the shit. You're going to get divorced. Your kids' lives are going to be fucking wrecked. You're going to end up losing your job because either one, they're going to find out you're working that many jobs and they're going to tell you to quit and you're going to lose one. Or two, you're going to make a mistake because you're too damn tired from working too many fucking jobs. That shit does not end well. Believe me, been down that road. Get your shit together, guys. Firefighters are badasses. It's time to start acting like it. It's time to step up. It's time to do shit right. Stop drowning yourself in the chaos, whether it's financial chaos, work chaos, all that shit is destroying your brain. And that's why we literally have our brothers and sisters killing themselves. And we want to sit around and just make a Facebook post about it. Stop. It's real life. Alright guys, <sighs> sorry, I know that was a little much, but I'm dead serious on this shit. I've got too many friends, too many close friends around me that this is shit is hitting hard. And I know that it's happening all over the place, everybody's dealing with it. It's only going to get worse if people don't start waking up and, and really getting serious about life. Alright, so anyways, y'all uh, 
Follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. I still have shirts available. Go to thirdalarmcowboys.com. Follow us on Spotify and Apple. Be sure and uh, y'all y'all subscribe on that and leave us a review. I didn't know it was uh, it was as big a deal to get a review as it is, but it really does help boost the show and gets the word out. I know a lot of you love the content that I've been putting out. So, you know, if you want to have these real-life conversations, you want to talk about real-life firefighter shit, then it's time to uh, to start getting this getting this show out, getting my voice out. I'll be the voice for all of you. I will say all these things that need to be said. I can, I've been doing it my entire life, and I have no problem doing it. I've been standing up for people since fucking middle school. It's no different for me to do it now. So that's what I'm going to do. Y'all be sure and share share my content. Let me be the voice for you. You can support me by going to thirdalarmcowboys.com and buying the shirts. That's really the only thing that I have going on right now as far as for merchandise and everything for y'all to purchase. I've got more coming out, but it's just going to take me getting my momentum going as far as the, the finances and everything. So we do have a lot more um, lot more stuff coming up. Now that I've got some free time, we're going to work on, uh, on really getting a lot more content and everything out. I'm going to start getting a whole lot more active on social media and just go completely all in with this now that I have the time and, and all the shit that was going on in my life has kind of evened out. So anyways, thank you all for listening. See you on the next one. Put you right back in your place Just like old